So like you, during my time in school, I took a lot of tests, I had a lot of exams. And these exams and tests I never really liked, I find them pretty stressful. But one thing that made the test or exam a bit easier was when the teacher gave us the questions for the test in advance. This is something I always loved that happened because then I knew what I would have to prepare for, what I have to study for. And I think that sometimes it helped me to learn the material a bit better when we got these questions or these test questions in advance. Jesus in the gospel today has done this for us. He's given us what really is the final question that we will receive at the end of our life. And the final question we'll get on the last exam is this. How have we treated the poor? Have we shared what we have with the poor who are around us, who are close with us? Have we been kind? Have we been caring? Have we been generous with the poor? The parable today is an incredibly challenging one. It's very, very strong. This story about a rich man and this poor man, Lazarus, and this rich man, we're told, has so much. He feasts sumptuously every night, and just there, literally on his doorstep, is a poor man who is begging just to eat the crumbs that fall from his feast table. But the rich man ignores him, and we see that at the end of his life, this rich man is judged harshly. He's separated from God's kingdom because he didn't do what he should have known to do from Moses and the prophets, to share what he has with the poor. First, we see in this parable the fact that God has such an incredible love for the poor. God, of course, loves everybody, but God has a special love for those who are poor, for those who are suffering. And there is, I think, an interesting detail in this parable that really kind of hammers home this point, the love that God has for the poor. So you can imagine at Jesus's time, a rich city like this, everybody would know the name of the rich man, right? Who's that guy who lives in the big house up there? Well, that's Jim, that's Benjamin. Everybody would know his name. Would everybody expect to know the name of the beggar or the poor man who is outside his house? Probably not. But look at the way that things are changed in the story that Jesus tells. God, of course, loves the rich man, but look at this. We know the name of the poor man, Lazarus. Did you catch the name of the rich man? It's not there, right? Jesus kind of changes things around. The one who becomes important in the eyes of Christ is this poor man. He's the one who is given a name. And certainly in this gospel, Jesus is telling us or challenging us to care for the material poor. We certainly need to do this, but as well, I think we can expand our understanding of who the different Lazaruses might be in our lives, what kind of poverty we may be talking about. Mother Teresa really uh, emphasized this in a strong and challenging way. We know that Mother Teresa spent most of her life working with the extremely materially poor in different places throughout the world. But later in her life, she began to open houses in the West oftentimes. And what she noticed in the West was what she called a different kind of poverty, not a, a material kind of poverty, but a spiritual kind of poverty where people were not hungry, say, for food or needed clothing or shelter, but longed for love, for acceptance. And she called this kind of poverty even more severe when people are marginalized, separated from the community, searching for meaning in their life. It's an incredible poverty that is very, very hard to satisfy. And Mother Teresa was clear that all of us 
have people with this kind of poverty in our life. So Jesus in the gospel today then is very clear. The question we will receive at the end of our life is, what have we done for the poor? And, ser- and certainly these poor are materially poor, but also those, as Mother Teresa would say, who are unloved and unwanted. The big mistake of the rich man is that he is unable to share what he has with Lazarus. What he was asked, or what was asked of him, what he was judged for, ultimately was not outside what he was capable of doing. We hear he feasts sumptuously, right? It would have been simple for him to give something to Lazarus, but instead he ignored Lazarus and didn't share what he had with him. So the idea really that sharing is so central is very important to this gospel. We all have the potential to help the poor around us, perhaps with material assistance, but also those other poor in our life, the other Lazarus, Lazaruses who are perhaps longing for our love, our time and affection. We all have something to share. And if we cannot share, Jesus is clear that we cannot ultimately get into heaven. Sharing somehow is central to what it means to be able to function in heaven. There's a famous kind of allegory or image that really strikes this point home. This is called the allegory of the spoons. And some of you might have heard it before. It has like different variations. But basically the image goes like this. Imagine heaven and imagine hell. Now in both heaven and hell, you have people seated at a very sumptuous banquet. Tons of food there, tons to eat. Um, No one would ever go hungry possibly. But the catch is this, in both heaven and hell, people are given a very long spoon or utensil, and they need to use this utensil or this spoon to eat the food. And you find quite quickly that this spoon makes it impossible to feed yourself. It's just too long. So picture this long spoon. You cannot actually draw the food that's on the table to your mouth. It's just too long. So in heaven and hell, they have the same thing there. They have all the food prepared at the table. They have the utensils there to eat. But then the difference is this. In hell, people are selfish. They only want to feed themselves with their spoons, and therefore they're not able to eat anything. So they're all angry. They all go hungry. The difference in heaven, however, is that people have learned to share, to cooperate with one another, So people in heaven, you can imagine, use these long utensils to feed the people on the table across from them. So nobody goes hungry. Everybody has what they need to survive and everybody is joyful. We see then that sharing ultimately what we have with others is central to what it means to help the poor around us. We all then have people in our lives who are like Lazarus, people in need of our aid, people in need of our assistance. And this morning at this Mass, we can perhaps ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten our hearts, to help us to know who the Lazaruses are in our lives. Who are the people in our lives who are in need of assistance? And again, could be material assistance, but also to keep in mind these people Mother Teresa would call the spiritually poor. So who are these individuals in my life? What do I have that I can share with them? Again, maybe something material, but also money, affection, encouragement. So maybe when we're considering this, the Lazaruses in our lives might be somebody like an elderly relative who is alone, who is waiting maybe for a phone call for someone to talk to. Or perhaps the Lazaruses in our lives might be a young person 
who's kind of struggling to find meaning, to find their place in the world, who is hungry perhaps for some encouragement, some affirmation, or perhaps the Lazaruses in our lives might be a young couple who has children, who are really stretched for time, who are challenging to get by, who might need a bit of assistance that we can perhaps offer. Jesus in the gospel today has done us a great favor, I think, by revealing to us the ultimate question will be asked at the end of our life. What have we done for the poor? And remember, Christ is not asking us something that we cannot do. We all have something like this rich man that we can share with the poor around us. Let us ask then the Holy Spirit to guide and enlighten our hearts so that we can be convicted or can be made more clear in our lives who these Lazaruses are who are all around us.